Is it rolling, Bob? Ring-a-ding-a-ding-dong. Sometimes you find yourself sitting on a bench in a park by the sea or lake on a beautiful day and you just feel you've got to talk you got to share and I hate to think it's a need to fill the moment to give it more meaning than it already has but uh, I'm afraid I'm guilty of that weakness I'm here at Bluffers Park. Anybody who's listened to this show for a long time knows that I'm here often. It's on Lake Ontario in Scarborough. It's a place many people living in Toronto have never visited, haven't even heard of. Uh, More and more people new to Canada are discovering it and coming out with their families, going for a walk. And especially on a fall day like this, what is it, October uh, 20th, 21st, I just know that it's the anniversary of Jack Kerouac's death in 1969. What is that? Uh, That makes it the uh, October 21st. We won't dwell on that. Um, Although a lot of my morning was just spent looking at pictures from our gathering in Lowell Dale aka Gubba uh, posted a whole slew of photos and and every one of them you connect with it has a, a resonance a meaning oh yeah that person oh yeah uh, there are some people there I wished I had a talk to more often but there's only so much time over that period and what I arrived. Thursday afternoon, left Tuesday morning. So in that time frame, there's a lot of conversation. There's a lot of just sitting together, sharing, listening to others, listening to poets, listening to musicians, listening to speakers, taking in more information, you know, slideshows, presentations, film, concerts, um, Sorry, I I don't mean to go on about it, but it was so precious, and uh, already I look forward to next year's trip to Lowell around the same time. I think that will take priority over almost anything else. Anyway, those photos, those friends, those people... It's just a a period of feeling good. Now I'm back home and readjusting to the realities. Um, I knew I had to get out. Beautiful sunny day. We've had a couple of days of rain. So, you know, hey, it's fall. You know winter's coming. Get out and enjoy the sunshine. This giant uh, tree, what do you call them? Weeping willow kind of blocking out my sun, but that happens to be where the bench is, so this is where I'm sitting. Looking at the uh, the bluffs themselves, uh, it's stunningly beautiful, and, and you can feel like you're away. This is a foreign country. You know, where else would you get this amazing scenery of these stark clay cliffs dropping down to the water like that? <clears throat> the trees starting to take on a lot of color. There's one beautiful red maple right here behind me. Oh, my God. Anyway, the sunlight, you know, dancing on the water, the reflections, you know, that sparkling kind of stuff that happens with light and water and waves. It's beautiful. Just <laughs> stunningly beautiful. But hey, I can't go on. The day started when I finally decided to get out, got into my garage, started up my old Toyota, the 2007 Yaris, and it would not start. 
And it wasn't dead battery, which is a simple call to the CAA, and you hope you haven't run out of free calls. It was just, no, this damn thing's not turning over. That's got to be the starter motor. But uh, you get into that dark, sinking feeling of, this is going to cost me money. It's not just the hassle. CAA will come. They'll tow it if necessary, boost it, whatever. They'll try and get it going, but they'll take it to a garage. And then you're thinking, oh, my God. I've got the road trek in the driveway. My wife is driving the newer Mazda, her car, which she needs every day. I gotta hang on to this thing and keep it alive for my daily outings to Bluffers Park or my grocery shopping or picking up chicken at uh, what's that chicken place? Popeyes. And finally, he tries later and it kicks over and starts. And now I've shut it down. I'm just hoping it'll run again. I'm thinking maybe it's just because I didn't have it running for the two weeks I was away. And uh, that that was all. It just needed whatever. Uh, you know, turnover. I, I'm, I'm the type that wants problems to fix themselves. And, and very often they do. Dirty, filthy seagull right at my feet here. I shouldn't say dirty, filthy, the poor guys. <laughs> but they're not pretty birds by any means. Uh, you got to feel compassion for every animal. I'm uh, hooked. When I do um, my um, Twitter and um, what's the other feed that I'm continually going on to, um, you know, the one... My, uh, the words aren't coming to me today, I apologize, but uh, that isn't anything new for listeners here. What is it? It just, you, you're always clicking on. And, uh, oh, Instagram, Instagram. And it's just constant cat pictures, and lately a lot of cats and dogs, the dog, cats licking the dogs, or the dogs licking the cats, and they're cuddling up to each other, and it's just so beautiful, and I cannot stop the reflex of clicking like, 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 and of course you just get more, more, more of the same, but damn it, it is so beautiful, it is so beautiful, and it can be such an ugly world, um, you just see that and you want to live in that world the world of love and gentleness and kindness and peace and beauty but uh, yeah anyway I guess um, you can tell I really don't have a message or anything really I want to say or need to say I just wanted to uh, somehow commemorate this moment this day it's not about the anniversary of Jack's death by any means. I guess it is uh, more so. I know just before I went to Lowell, I posted that article why I left the Church of Kerouac. And as I've mentioned, that was a provocative title. And I'm back in the fold uh, reading him. Just something from Lonesome Traveler was, was good. And uh, he is great. And uh, I stand corrected. <laughs> Speaking of corrected, if you haven't seen it already, a series on uh, Amazon Prime called The Capture. By God, is it ever interesting. And it takes your mind to places that, oh my God, how far away are we from this? It's, it's all to do with video surveillance and manipulation and uh, how difficult it can be to to find truth. It seems to be all relative. All right, this is just a start. Dixon Jane's podcast number nine hundred twenty. Um, at uh, that means eighty to go till I get to a thousand. So that's less than two years. It'll happen. Didn't think it would, but it will. All right. Signing off from Bluffers Park.
I'll be back with a, a little more to say. Sometimes I make notes and I say, ooh, i got to tell them this, i got to tell them that. But uh, today they were none. I just got to talk. Bye for now. That's better. Uh, well, that means I'm in the road trek in cell. Windows down, sun pouring in, just as it was probably the last time I spoke to you. Um, it's what? It's Monday. It's voting day in Ontario. I voted this morning at my local school and um, took the sidewalk, you know, walked around the block to get to the school and on the way home, cut through the schoolyard, which our house backs into. And when my children attended that school, I built a little gilt gate in our fence. Um, but before I reached home, I stopped and sat on a bench. All the children, of course, are inside at school. And oh my God, it's one of these perfect fall days. And there was one very large maple tree in its prime, mostly yellow and orange, not not the reds. They, I think they vary. I think there are a lot of varieties of maple and uh, some just sort of get yellow. Oh, it was so beautiful. And I looked, in fact, I even did a little pan with my camera it's all trees, and this basically is like our backyard because there's there's nothing you know, behind us is the end of a soccer field, a bit of a gully where the ball always rolls down into a row of willow trees, and there's a very large park um, at which there were many City of Toronto vehicles, uh, uh, sort of a, a bulldozer type thing, and uh, or a, a shovel. And a couple of trucks and idle workmen doing nothing. And that is because they've promised a brand new park there, uh, sort of wheelchair accessible. Um, and it'll be nice. It'll be at least a year. It'll cost a fortune, and of course, because it's done by the city. Um, but that's wonderful because that's not going to hurt our property values. In fact, I just, as I sat in this spot looking towards our house, which is hidden by the willow trees. Uh, I was thinking, well, number one, I don't want to leave here. Uh, but number two, when we finally have to, you know, I will want to tell future buyers, hey, just go out go out into that schoolyard and take a look at your surroundings. It's glorious. We are just so fortunate. Across the street, there's one big house, and in just to the right of it, a, a stairway leading down into a, a trail that, uh, if you follow, takes you all the way to Thompson Park. So it is uh, It's quite nice. Hello. Oh, hi. I'm enjoying the sunshine. Yeah, very comfortable. Oh, such a beautiful day. Yeah, enjoy. Man was wondering. All right. Anyway, <laughs> um, back to uh, the present. Uh, and that is the the um, topic. What I want to get about the present moment. But at first, I have to do a little, just a little check in. Uh, you know, I've been talking, you know, so much about Lowell and that old experience and how high I felt in in just such a positive way and. Felt respected, felt honored, felt I was I had done something well with my life. Well, it it only takes uh, my wife a very short time to put me where I belong, I guess. And of course, her line has always been, "Hey, it's your family who are the ones who tell you the truth," you know. And and she's right. And and so this is not a, a diss on my wife by any means. It's just that. Uh, we did while she was giving me a a haircut. Uh, let me know her thoughts about Jack Kerouac. I, I I expressed myself quite clumsily about how wonderful this whole event was and and the wonderful people I met and being around young people. It's so good. Well, meanwhile, of course, she's she's working 
you know, amongst old people. She just volunteered to help out at the funeral service for a 106-year, well, a person who was 106 at the time of death. And didn't have a whole lot of patience for people who like to get drunk and high. And she didn't mean, she was talking about, you know, my, my heroes, Kerouac and, and the like. And I, and I knew better then than to try and defend him. And nobody worked so hard, uh, which he did, as we all know. But it really showed a difference. Now, what's what's my point here? I, I'm... I think I've got a lot to say. Well, it put me in my place, I guess. It it humbled me a little bit because she was, she was in defense of the working man, the honest people who who go about every day, including herself, uh, doing work that they'd rather be off doing, being idle. You know, I'm not sure that's true, but and I could not muster a proper defense of well, we need a shorter working week, and it's this capitalist system, and all the stuff I normally would say. I just knew to shut it down, shut it down. You know. You're done. Now, there was a reason I had to do that. I guess a little bit of honesty is important. And and it it, it sort of exposes my, basically, my, my lazy nature. Now, I like to think that I'm like my grandfather, the poor fellow who moved to Canada in 1910 to you know, start up a little farm, hobby farm on, on Vancouver Island, and then heeded the call and went back to England to fight in World War One, which destroyed him. He came out, I think, a, a broken man and uh, was a victim of the Depression and just, you know, a man who would have been a fine teacher, professor, any number of other things. I mean, he started off as a teacher. That's how I met my grandmother at a school for boys the south of England, but anyway, his life was never the same, but I, I connect with him, and I think I have some of that DNA in me. I am a bit of a dreamer. So, <laughs> I don't know where to pick, where these threads come up. Part of it, okay, the, the part about the swelled ego from Lowell was that it's impacted this podcast. Like, I'm feeling now, if anybody new was listening, I don't think there will be, but if there was anybody who went beyond the four episodes I put out from Lowell uh, and said, oh, I'll listen to this guy, this Scarborough dude, and he's kind of interesting, they will find these podcasts not so interesting because this is basically a never-ending story of what goes on inside my head. And, you know, you may as well just examine your own head and not bother listening to mine. But there are a few hardcore listeners who keep coming back for more, for whom I'm very grateful. But I, I guess what I'm trying to do is cut myself some slack. I don't have to, I don't want to live up to anybody's expectations. I just want to get back to being the old Scarborough dude who's just going to motor on about whatever it is that... Uh, that seems to be bugging him this day. So there, there's our preface. Oh my God. But I think I've got to where I felt I needed to get to. So, meanwhile, I cast my vote and um, I sat down in that park, taking in the view, the park I just talked about behind our house, between us and the school, at the midway point almost, and was stunned by the beauty of that tree and how good the sun felt and, and especially the, just the added touch of having a very, a very gentle breeze twitter the leaves maybe that's not the right verb but it did something like that it made the leaves dance a little and it just was so so beautiful but what I wanted was to to, to savor that moment more than I seemed capable of. In other words, this is perfect. There is nothing more I can want now than to be sitting comfortably. Uh, my body was sort of at, a, at a, a point of equilibrium. I wasn't hungry. I wasn't tired. I wasn't this or that. I was just sitting comfortably looking at this incredibly beautiful scene. And I wanted to turn up the dial. I wanted to really feel it more. I wanted to hold on to it somehow. And of course you can't. 
And I know that stuff from reading and Zen, and it's the ever-changing, ever-passing moment. But it's like if you do a good hash, maybe, or something stronger, LSD or, you know, whatever, psilocybin, you can really exist in that moment. Like you are the moment, and and it's just... It's all-encompassing, and and it's, you're just, there's nothing more you're asking for. You are just in it, of it, uh, are it. And sometimes you kind of want those feelings. And I know if I had maybe lit up a joint, I would have maybe felt it a little more, and maybe, yeah, yeah. And I didn't want to have to do that. Partly out of guilt for my wife being off at work, and I just, you know, there's enough of the of a, a conscience in me that it just doesn't seem right for me to stay home and get high. And I know that's silly, and I honestly think I'd be better off if I did more often get high around home, but I didn't. But it was exploring that thing. What what do you do? How can you seize? And again, you can't you can't seize. You know, if you love something, let it free. You know, you you can't hold the butterfly. You've got to let it fly. It just how do you get more? And it's as if I'm waiting for like almost a switch or or something. You know, a miracle, a, a magic. I'm looking for something that's going to make me really feel the present now, you know, and and it's something more. Now, I could say I'm feeling that right now as I'm talking to you because I feel the sun coming in. I've got my cozy slippers on. My feet are up on the chair. I'm tilting back. You heard me talking to that little man with his pushing a baby carriage up the street. This... This is perfect, what I have right now. And yet, I'm doing something. I'm talking to, I'm record, holding a hand recorder, talking to people. And I'm not thinking about what you're hearing now or what, what it means to you. I'm not thinking about, oh, is this good or not? I am in this moment. <laughs> in fact, almost more than when I was sitting on that bench. And what's that mean? Does it mean when I'm when I'm talking, this is when I'm really alive? Do I need this extra action to make things real? Is is that why I'm compelled to record this damn podcast? Because this is what counts. This is engagement, and I keep coming up with the word engagement, and maybe that is this is my engagement. But God. Do I have to? And, and maybe this is my my artist form. This is this is this is how I express myself in art. I I I, I reflect on a, on any given moment. I just turn on the mic without rehearsal, without script, and I'm I am comparing myself because I do find it funny that so many younger people who take up podcasting really want the gear. They want to be sitting in front of a mic in a studio type thing, you know, with that with the big the filter in front of it and a really good looking mic and they want to they want to feel they're on radio. They're doing something really valid. This this is very different. This is guerrilla style, right? Just you you pick up your portable mic, you turn it on, you hope it's still on, yep. And you just bam. Go, turn it on, start talking, see where you get to. That's why there's there's always the start is also a little clumsy because I'm trying to get, okay, what's, what's eating at me? What's haunting me? What, what is it I have to get out of my system? So there, I think I've completed that unit. I think I've done that. Now the next step, there's fallen leaves all over the ground. And I should be, should, that horrible word should, out raking right now, but I I don't really feel like it. What happens is, um, you know, it's almost noon by the time I'm ready to start the day. I mean, I've been up since seven thirty, or you know, I've I've showered, I've 
I've had some breakfast. I've watched the news. I maybe read a little bit. I've checked my email. I've I've interacted with people. I've I've looked for who liked my latest uh, Twitter post. Not many. Not many people pay attention. If I really want attention, if I post a picture of my cat, I'll put it on uh, the other Instagram. But very much checking the the feeds and and who else you know who's who's what happened you know on this day ten years ago in my own life and and who's just posted a new picture from Lowell. I do all that stuff. I'm done by noon, and then I'll have some lunch or something, and I'll have the TV on again. I'll switch between Turner Classic and the news, and then I need to kind of doze off. I need to rest. This is just this is just. This is just the stuff of an old man, folks. I don't know where I got all the energy. Well, yes, I do for Lowell for keeping going all that time because I was on day and night. And um, that was just, you know, picking up shared energy, combined energy from all the other people around doing the same kind of things and all the people who are giving and putting out so much energy. Wow. You know, and the music that just fueled us. So, I guess that's it. That's a 15, 16-minute clip. I'm going to stop there. I'm going to get back. I'm reading again. Loving, loving, loving. Uh, God is not great. There are so many good quotes out of it. that. Uh, but I'm just going to get back to reading in the sunshine, and then I'll see where guilt takes me. And it may end up with me raking and then calling my son to bag the piles I've made. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, other things, there, there's always things to do, and, and the part of me that's just never changed, and it's it's hardwired in to a fault, is just this. I don't want to do anything. I, I just want to play. I just want the the Peter Pan world of fun, not having to do any responsibility, not having to do things that are not fun. Gosh. Scarborough Dude, signing off. I think I'll let Chicken do the sign out. Chicken, are you ready? Yeah. Chicken, I want you to tell... No, don't. No, listen. Please. I want you to say goodbye to people and say uh, it's been fun and thank you very much for listening. Can you do that? All right. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, I got it. I got it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, thank you.
Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Well, you never left, but I did. It is now Wednesday, October 26th, uh, the afternoon on a rainy, wet day. Leaves are still falling on my neighbor's lawn, but uh, we're right on a corner, our house. And the wind just blows everything onto our lawn, so we, we get a lot of raking to do, but that's okay. That's okay. Soon it will be snow. Um, City in Sal, of course. And uh, I did make a couple of notes to uh, to keep me on track, you know, for a bit anyway. Um, I think I left off last time asking that silly question, like, how do you live in the now? How do you turn it up? How do you fully engage in the present moment so that, like, because it's passing, and you know you're dying, and you don't want to feel you've wasted something. And if there's something more to be gained from those moments, and, and I'm talking about the moments when you're alone, you don't have TV, you're just sitting on a bench, maybe in the park, looking at the trees, as I was, and you want to you wanna milk it for more something. And, and that's maybe preconditioning, it's maybe... You know, capitalism, it's American values, whatever it is, it's probably kind of sick because you should be able to just sit there at peace and be grateful. But it's, it's, it's wanting to, I don't know, engage at a deeper level. Like, I guess you want to talk to God. You want to say, hey, God, it's you and me. We're here together. Wow. Look at this fucking moment. Wow. Like, you you want to be in awe as much as possible. And, of course, we just aren't. Like, today, what's today consist of? Well, I had a Korean crew over, owner of a tree servicing company to give me a quote, $1,500. Uh, 800 just to cut off one limb. And then I've got two other quotes juggling. One's already scheduled for Saturday, and I'm going to have to cancel him and then call this other guy and see if he's still going to hold on to his quote, which was uh, a fraction the cost, but, well, maybe a third the cost. Uh, that's still a fraction, I know, I know. Don't correct me. I get impatient. But all these day-to-day decisions, I mean, in real life, hey, there's a tree. Time marches on. That limb is going to fall on the power line and fall on my roof. Uh, it's got to be dealt with. So there's the real world, and you're not feeling awe so much in the real world. Like, this isn't joy-inducing, you know, trying to come up with the best quote and a decision that's going to affect your bank balance. Anyway, anyway. That's what uh, that's what I got to take care of today. That and uh, you know, get a flu shot and you know, get your line of credit in action because you need to pay your bills. And, oh my God, come on! Anyway, the real world. Um, but getting back to sitting on that bench and wanting something more of the moment, I did right afterwards. I got home and I found the answer or an answer, an answer, not the answer, an answer. And that is cat time. I'll repeat, cat time. This is when your favorite cat or your only cat comes and sits on your lap and says, come on, just touch my warm belly and maybe rub a little bit or scratch my ears or just comb me a little bit or just sit still and feel the warmth of a cat on your lap. And you slow down. And all that matters, if you're a cat lover, as I am, if you truly get cats and you become their servants, as you're supposed to do, that's what you do. You're supposed to be the master of the dog. But for the cat, the roles are reversed. They are the master, and you are at their bidding to make them happy. And you sit there, and you just say, okay, I'm not going to do anything else now. All I have to do now is make this cat as happy as this cat could possibly be. I want to induce bliss in my cat. It's it's outside of yourself. It's no longer you looking for awe and wonder and joy and bliss. It's you with the ability to give that to your cat, to share that with your cat. And nothing else matters in that moment. And 
you're fulfilled. You're not asking for more for yourself. It's enough that you're giving this to your cat. So if you don't have a cat or understand cats, you might not get that. But uh, if you're truly a cat lover, you'll understand what I just said. And it works. I mean, it's, 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 it's wonderful. And those are the times that really do count. Okay, moving on. Um, I am fully conditioned on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram to click, 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 like. The only choice I have to make, well, no, I, I have three choices, basically. Like, love, or oh, I wonder, you know, like, whoa, what? Surprise. Those are the ones I use all the time. It has to be good for it to be a love. And the trouble is, you do those, love, 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 ooh, like, 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 love, love, and then you just get more of the same. So I have nothing but an ongoing stream of cat pictures, and oh my God, they're so beautiful. And and I'm just, I'm reinforcing it. I'm just creating this world of cat pictures, and it's it just seems so ridiculous. Hey, whoa, 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 come on, let's... Let's stop. But I can't help but click if I see a beautiful picture of a cat that I love. I have to hit the love button. I know. I know. It's ridiculous. Uh, moving on. The other things that go with that are when it's a- another animal. Like some, some people post pictures of goats and how they love their goats or their horses. And I love that. But then you get cats and dogs and the little kitten sidling up to a big dog and chewing at its ear. And the dog is just, you know, moves its head a little bit and is totally tolerating this and is totally fine with this little furry creature. And you see the love between these different animals. They wouldn't call it love, but to me it's it's love. And it's, it's just so beautiful when you see that. And, and you know, I've seen the, the little kittens crawling between two big dogs and he just climb right in there and yeah this is cozy this is warm i like this oh look in here i think i'll paw that for a while anyway <coughs> let's move one more check further i've got i've got i do have a point to get to okay other here is another one uh, on the same topic birds in nature you get these pictures come up and you're like oh come on come on that's not real those colors that shape, that beak, those feathers, that bird, wow, it exists and for real? Holy shit. What kind of God made those? Oh, my God. And and you're stunned at the magnificence, at, at the variation in nature of all these other animals. And, and then this dark cloud in the back of your mind thinks, and we're killing them. We're taking their land. The human race has just gone completely out of control. And you won't see those birds anymore. There may be some in these little zoos popping up around the world. They've got a few in captivity. But all the wonders of nature, they're just being destroyed. Now, if we weren't here, there'd be nobody to appreciate them. And some animal would eat that bird and that bird would eat something else or kill another bird's eggs or whatever. Nature, reality is pretty brutal. But when you just see a, a picture of something unbelievably beautiful, you're, you're just, you're, you're stunned. But what to make of it? Like, okay, I saw a neat picture. Where's my connection to that bird? You know, that's in the Amazon jungle. I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to, there's nothing I can do. I'm still going to eat hamburgers and cut down those forests to f- serve my meat appetite. You know, what, what, what am I, how do I see that those birds will continue to exist? I don't, I don't. Okay, moving on, next topic. And it, they're all related. They're all connected. Holy fuck, celebrity adoration celebrity adoration when you get a show what is it you know these celebrity shows on tv about who's marrying who who's dating who who danced with who who's wearing what 
who made this joke, who insulted this person, of these famous fucking stupid. Well, they're not all stupid. They're in it for the game. But symbols of the capitalist system are don't think. And you and you you you're shocked because you know E Talk and these other shows, you know, these celebrity shows. They have to be making money or they wouldn't be on television. Well, how are they making money? Because they got eyes on them. They have viewers. They have people who actually care who fucking danced with who or wore what or did what at some party. Jesus Christ. It, it just, and it's so sad. It's so sad because it's so inane. It's so stupid. It's so meaningless. Now, some might say, but dude, you just come back from a, a Jack Kerouac you know, convention and you dared to question your support for Jack and you got, ooh, a couple of people did not like that at all. Oh, boy, hey, don't tread there. Um, because of the adoration we have for our heroes. And I have that for Timothy Leary and Henry Miller and Alan Watts and Allen Ginsberg and all these other heroes of mine. But I think it's different. Oh, it's not the same. It's not about what they wear. It's what they thought, what they said, what they wrote, what they actually did. You know? That's different, isn't it? Please tell me it's different. Please agree with me. No, no, dude, you're right. You're right. That's not the same. Liking Jack Kerouac and attending a conference in his honor for people doing real research on the meaning behind his works, the motivation, the, the his life story, you know, that, that counts. It's not celebrity, inanity. Inanity, is that a word? It's not just blind adoration. Okay, we done with that? I'm getting close. Okay, here's a, here's a little one. This is for uh, Canadians out there. Quebec MLA, swearing into the new uh, legislature in Quebec, refused to swear loyalty to King Charles. And I'm saying, yeah, I get that. If I was a Quebec, French-speaking, serving the province of Quebec, suddenly you got this king comes along, here's your chance to make some news. I said, no, I'm not going to swear loyalty to him. I'll swear loyalty to the people of Quebec, but not to King Charles. And I kind of get that. Like, you know, the oath, oath of loyalty to Canada was loyalty to the queen, now the king. No, I, I want loyalty to Canada. But here's the rub. They swore loyalty to the people of Quebec. Whoa, 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 whoa. What about all of Canada? You're still part of Canada. Come on. Can't you extend that loyalty to the people of Canada? And you can understand for political reasons and advancement in their careers and for the votes they'll get. They said, nope, 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 just the people of Quebec. So I don't have anything to say other than I understand why they wouldn't swear loyalty to the king. I do wish that, you know, be loyal to Canada, which I think is the country that will keep Quebec language alive. It's not, you know, this is it. You know, as long as we keep a clamp down on Alberta separatists. Okay, okay, politics aside, that was just our little bit of Canadian content on the Dixon Jane's podcast. Um, now, here we go. Two words. Tethered, untethered. Tethered, untethered. This came up Yesterday we had a men's group. This is wonderful. This is, we have, what, six, seven, eight people sit in a circle in a lovely lounge, a high-rise condo, and we talk for two hours. We share. And fortunately for us, it's led by a trained therapist, a guy who's guys close to the ministry, who's got a lifetime of experience. So he's a good conductor, leader. He keeps us on track. And we do check-ins, so how are you doing? And he goes around the room, makes sure everybody has a chance to speak. And um, they're always good. And some are even better than others. You know, that well, that, we really clicked that time. Wow, that was an interesting topic. Well, the last couple have just, you know, I used to think, even at one point, I'm just going to quit. There's just, you know, there's a, there's a couple of people whose stories get a bit too rambling. And I'm, you know, I'm different. I'm not part of this. Well, that's not really true. I'm a valued member. People like my stories. They count on me for uh, contrary contrary opinions. Um, and and that's good. So, no, I have no intention of leaving. This is, this is 
this is a good thing to participate in and join and contribute to, you know. But the topic came up. Somebody, one of our members, <coughs> had two books about untethered, the untethered soul and uh, what was the other one? Life, I come on, I had a picture of it a bit. Um, Living Untethered Beyond the Human Predicaments by Michael A. Singer. I do not recommend this, although it's a number one bestseller, aren't they all? Oh, New York Times bestseller. And uh, his other untethered soul, The Untethered Soul, The Journey Beyond Yourself, Michael Singer. Maybe that was the first one. Um, Anyway, this person got a lot out of those two books. I just read a review, and this person, I think they've got a meditation center, and I'm, I'm not interested. But I did get really caught up in the meaning of those two words. And when it was my turn to speak, I said, well, I thank you for the different topics that came up, but in particular for those words, because they explain what happened to me at um, LCK. LCK standing for... Uh, Lowell celebrates Kerouac. By the way, congratulations to Mike Flynn, who is the president for, well, from this time onwards, until we have a new president, and will be uh, the man helping to uh, spearhead and and, uh, plan out the next Lowell celebrates Kerouac event in 2023. And I will be there as long as my uh, health is willing and the road trick's still running. Yeah. Okay, uh, that aside, back to Untethered. I was trying to understand, why did I feel so good, so free, so valued, uh, so appreciated, so, I I think I used the word before, uh, respected, and something special really happened there. I felt really in control, but also free. And I was, gee, the, the answer is I, I was untethered. <coughs> I was just connected to me. And it was just me there, well, me amongst all the others, but me independent of all the things that keeps me tethered. Our normal lives are tethered. We're, tethered meaning connected, tied to something, reined in. <coughs> and you are. As long as you're married, you are tethered. It doesn't matter how free your marriage is. Uh, as long as you're a parent, you're tethered. You will, they will always be your children. You will always feel responsible. Um, if you have a job, if you're, you you know got mortgage payments, you're tethered, you're tethered, you're tethered. While I was in Lowell, I just had no sense of being tethered. I felt just so incredibly free. Now... I was very happy in the back of my mind, as much as I admired all the fun women who were all around there, I was very glad. I had a wife back home. I had a home to go back to. I had a son living with us. I had a, an established place. I, I had a, 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 a place where I belonged, where I am, tethered. Although coming out into the road trek, as I am now, makes me feel a little untethered. I think it's because I'm in with the doors closed. This is my space. There's a little bit of freedom here. There's a little bit of untethering. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm. That's a new thought. This road trek helps me stay a little bit untethered. And literally, because it's a mobile home, you can just get up and go somewhere. And you're independent. You got a toilet. You got a fridge. You got a stove. You, you got a microwave. You got all this stuff. You got a bed. You're untethered. You're free. You got everything you need here. Okay, I haven't got a library and a, and a CD collection. My God. So that feeling of being untethered. Now I think I have further to go with those concepts. I, I, it's only just came up yesterday in this men's group. And maybe there's more to work on. Maybe there's a poem in there. Maybe there's somebody who can help me explain what those terms might mean, tethered and untethered. But uh, that was a glimpse I got. Anyway, we're on to almost 20 minutes now, and uh, I'm going to end this clip. I don't know if this is the end of the podcast or not. Uh, Possibly not. We've only got, no, not quite. Maybe I should stick in a song somewhere and uh, entertain you a little better than than I have been. So, um, yeah, this is the Scarborough Dude signing out, feeling, 
Yeah, somewhere between tethered and untethered. So <laughs> I don't think there is a middle ground. No, I don't think there is a middle ground. I think you're tethered or you're untethered. Yeah. So uh, I'd be very interested in hearing your thoughts on that. Scarborough Dude, signing out from South. Hey, good day. It is Thursday, October 27th, 10.30 in the morning, and we are here at Thompson Park. And we're going to start off with the top news stories of the day from Swarm Bummer. Wesley Wong took a mayorship away at Stephen Leacock Community Centre. Bummer. Newman Lung took a mayorship away at Rosetta McLean Gardens. Bummer. Newman Lung, same guy, took a mayorship away at LCBO. Ah, shucks. Lawrence Simon dethroned you as mayor of the only cafe. Now that one I care about. Bummer Casey Palmer took your mayorship away at Pinery Provincial Park. Ah, shucks. Hubert dethroned you as mayor of Darlington Provincial Park. Damn it, damn it, damn it. There's a new mayor in town, and it's Kay Grazzi. It looks like they're ruling Niji now. I could go on. Lost a lot of mayorships, but uh, I can live with that, except for the only. i got to get that back. Um, anyway, Scarborough Dude, yours truly, on a very, very nice Thursday morning. It has been an eventful day. I booked an appointment to have my flu shot. All my friends are recommending it. When you get to be this old, you don't want to get a flu. But, uh, yeah, I do it every year. The thing is... He was in my doctor's office. Couldn't see the doctor. He was too busy, although he was in the room next to me <laughs> with no patient at that time. But anyway, didn't matter, didn't matter. All I needed was the flu shot. Now, here's the thing. He has a lovely nurse. She's uh, Indian heritage. She still has a very strong accent. And when she's wearing a mask, I find it very hard to understand her. But she's such a lovely woman. And I always like her, and every time I go, I feel happy. Well, today I made the point of telling her how happy she makes me feel. Like, first, opening, my God, you haven't aged. She says, how are you? I said, I'm getting old. Oh, me too. No, you haven't aged. You look young. And she goes on to tell me the story of a reunion. All her classmates said she hasn't changed. The point. The exchange was so pleasant, and I made sure, because I like this woman very much, to make her happy in the, in the simplest way. And it wasn't fake. It wasn't like, uh, uh, who was Wally's friend on Leave it to Beaver? Who'd say, oh, my Mrs. Cleaver, that's a lovely dress you're wearing. Um, Smarmy-like. These are genuine compliments. I really meant it when I said, you make me happy when I see you. Um, and, of course, she did the blood pressure test for me, and we had to do it three times before I could get it down to 128. Uh, but that's fine. That was okay. We did it. Calm down. It'll go down, you know. Just focus. Just meditate. Um, But that was important, that little exchange. And it's a message I always try and plant on the Dick's Jane's podcast. Make your exchanges real. For those of you who only want to deal with a machine, oh, my God. Uh, So moving on from there, well, all right, I'm here in the area. Let's just, uh, on Lawrence, let's go to Thompson. Let's go via uh, the McDonald's. I drive up, place my order. The woman who's sitting at the cash gives this huge yawn. It was so beautiful. She was, she couldn't help but she was smiling as she yawning because she know I'm staring at her. And I said, oh, my God, guess who got up too early this morning? And she laughed, and it was a pleasant exchange, right? Same thing. Like, don't snarly, mean, grumpy face. Be nice. Be nice. Shine a little. Spread your sunshine. Um... I drive up, and the windows close. I only ordered a senior's coffee. I was very clear. Senior's coffee, small, you know. She said, small size? Oh, I'll make it a medium. So, medium senior's coffee, one cream. I drive up, and the windows close. Well, it's always they just hand you the coffee. It's the easiest thing to do. No, no, no. That window stays closed. Well, what's going on? Window open, she hands me a bag. What's that? What? What? I didn't. I only ordered a coffee. Oh, Medium coffee, two creams, and sugar? No. No. Medium coffee, one cream, no sugar. They get that wrong twice. They take back the bag, 
Like, well, Jesus, I, you know, well, sorry, there's been a mix-up. I check my little, you know, I pay you with it using my phone. I check my Royal Bank, and it's showing $15.50 for my coffee. Clearly, somebody has really screwed up. Maybe that lady at the front, I don't know, who was yawning. Anyway, it's a fuss. She's got to call a manager. The window's closed. They take that back. Manager, they come back at me. They want to give me another coffee with two creams and sugar. No, no, no. Yeah, finally, they hand me change. You know, here, here's your money back. I can give it to you in cash and uh, deduct from the coffee that I finally got that I'm holding in my hand right now. Hang on, I'm going to take a sip. So twisted today. Here's the bonus of the day. When I went to get my uh, flu shot, you always have to pay for parking, and it's always like a minimum charge of half hour. And it's you know, I think it, it it's at least two. Sometimes I think it's gone up. It showed three forty eight, and probably tax probably takes it up to almost four. Um, anyway, somebody broke the uh, parking lot gate. There is free parking today, so that was good. How are we doing for time? Oh my god, I got four minutes left to finish this off. Was that it? Oh. I did not do a very good job of explaining what was it, um, not tangled and untangled, but uh, <laughs> what were the two terms we talked about? Hang on while I get my notes. Tethered and untethered. By untethered, I, I think it, it, what I meant and what I felt when I was in um, uh, Kerouac Town was... Nobody was defining me with pre-definitions. People knew me, knew who I was. Some people knew my, uh, you know, I had met them before. But I was me in the moment. And sometimes, for example, every time there's mention of the Scarborough dude on the regular people, people who listen to this podcast, you know who I'm talking about. It's about, I smoke dope all the time, I drink beer all the time. You know, yeah, Ken, Ken, Ken will have a beer any day, ends in Y. There's your clue. You know who I'm talking to. It's not funny. I, like, I hardly drink at all now. Like, I'll have, it's a treat. Maybe on a Friday night, I'll get a beer out of the fridge in the road track and have one beer. Smoking, how often? Yeah, when I go camping. It's just not me, but it's sort of like, there's this pre-definition. It's not important. It's not an issue. It doesn't upset me. But the thing that was nice about uh, Lowell was just, I was me who I was at that time, in that moment, interacting without all this other stuff that sort of comes with people predefining you. Like, yeah, I know, I know who this guy is. This is who he is. And, and I think I felt really good about that. So part of it is, is letting go, not being pre-conscribed proscribed, whatever the term would be. So anyway, as I'm still doing a lousy job, but I, there is more to be mined from that whole issue of uh, tethered, untethered. Um, a quote here, the mystery of life is not a problem to be solved, but a reality to be experienced. Ellen Watts, of course. Now that's, that's more in keeping with what I was seeing, what I was trying to, how do you seize the moment? I'm trying to find a title for this, um, podcast and I was going to call it tethered or untethered um, I, I'm left with filling the moments like these moments like right now sitting here in the park with the trees just all lit up the sunlight trying to get through that cloud so it's chilly you feel cozy in your you know your thick coat uh, but the ground is just covered with leaves and they're they're brown and yellow and orange and it's it's all quite lovely and you're sitting on the bench and you got a hot coffee and what more do you need you just taste the coffee experience this moment and you're good that's enough so feeling the moments i guess i was trying to you know like i'd say milk it get something more out of it but uh, oh we're over time i'm gonna end there um tomorrow i'm off tomorrow's a new beginning because i gotta get road trek in to get uh winterized so i'll start a new podcast uh, somewhere over there scarborough dude signing out from thompson park on a lovely thursday it is good to be alive and uh, remind yourself that folks remind yourself find a moment 
feel it, experience it, taste it, smell it. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Bye for now.